Hello and welcome to another episode of BAM Sports and Entertainment. That's Boris and Matt Sports Entertainment. We're your hosts. I'm Boris. And as always, I am joined by Matt. Bonjour. How's everybody doing out there? We hope you are doing well. Boris, another sticky hot one in Toronto. Uh, but you know what else is hot and sticky? The wrestling business, buddy. Yep. It surely is. It really is. <laughs> the wrestling business is, uh, it's doing something right now. Um, you Stop know, you know, yeah, it's so, it's so bipolar, you know, and, and we're getting the peaks and the, uh, the, the, the highs and the lows, right? Like at the peaks and the valleys, it's been yes, very interesting. And I think we'll get into that in the second half of the show, um, because on this week's Bam Sports Entertainment. We're going to be talking about the MLB and Barstool Sports. Is this a good idea? Is this good for business? Is this good PR? We're going to be talking about some local Jays news. We are going to be talking about the Olympics. We're going to be talking about Lionel Messi. Um, and then we are going to move into the wrestling section of the show. We are going to be talking about Ring of Honor and a lot of NWA and as a bonus, we're going to be chatting some quick dynamite thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, lots happening in the wrestling business. But like you said, lots happening in sports as well. Uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Man, well, well, you know, I think we should get the uh, get the ball rolling. Matt, how are you? <laughs> well, thank you for asking, friend. Doing well, you know, not too much of an eventful day. Just took care of some things around the house. But, uh, you know, life is good. Hanging in there, slugging away. Uh, got my next few things planned on the schedule, you know. And uh, the balls are rolling, buddy. We're just, you know, just oh. continuing forward momentum, man. All the balls in the air. All the balls in the air. All, so, <laughs> yes, juggling balls. Oh, All these podcasts. Balls. Like so many juggling balls. Yep. Two, I suppose. Exactly. That's awesome, man. Yeah, things are going well <laughs> on my end as well. Um, was able to see the nep- the nephews today. That was a lot of fun. Nice. My uh, five-year-old nephew has so much attitude. So I'm staying at my parents right now because of uh, reasons. And, um, well, just, you know, just, just, anyways, I'm, I'm at my parents right now. And um, what's it called? Uh, so if we are having some audio issues... I am sorry because we are doing this over Skype. We will be doing these live every single week moving forward, hopefully. Um, but today we are on Skype. Anyways, um, so my littlest nephew, the five-year-old, he wanted to sleep over. He always tries to like tr- outsmart everyone and to stay over at my mom's place. And, uh, you know, when he doesn't get his way, he like has a tantrum. Today, my brother... Literally, not literally, I should, I should say, he figuratively um, put me under the bus, blamed me for him not being able to stay over, and boy, oh boy, did the five-year-old get pissed off. He didn't even want to look at me, didn't say bye. Oh. When I asked for a hug, he's like, no, not today, and turned around and just left. Oh, man, little kid guilt, the, the strongest and harshest form of guilt. Boris, yep. oh, that sucks, but yeah, man. Sometimes uh, you gotta bite the bullet, though. You know what I mean. At the end of the day, you are uncle and uh, not Papa Bear, and he's gotta live with the kid. Exactly. So exactly. 
Gonna jump on that grenade. That's good brothering more than anything. That's you being a good brother. Yeah, but it's funny. Um, uh, trust me, I've I've jumped on plenty of grenades in my lifetime, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> gotta be done, man. Gotta be done. That's part of being a brother. Part of being in a familia. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, I one day I need to tell you the story of when I hung out with Ron Sexsmith's daughter. Please do. Is, is that an off-air story? <laughs> That's a. It, it's it's a. You know, we're gonna tease this story for a little while. You know, get get the listens All in, right. especially on the first half where we get everybody. So before we get to business, I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, the sports digest seems to be a thing, Matt. People like our sports talk, and understandably so. You probably don't want to listen to the wrestling chatter. Um, and we were able to really promote the first half of the show to our wider uh, friends groups and, and whatnot, right? So I think we are going to be more moving forward with that. I'm going to be taking these episodes, uh, the full BAM episode. You'll be able to find that on uh, the BAM uh, uh, feed and the SNME radio Patreon feed um, and then the Sports Digest feed you should be able to find that on BAM so you know it might be getting a little too many downloads for some people but other people you know they just want to listen to the sports chatter some people want to listen to everything where we are all about choice here in BAM on BAM right on man yeah no I, I like the idea of splitting them up if people enjoyed it absolutely Absolutely. Yeah, we're just trying to find our audience right now and see what works for everyone. So yeah, let's let's try that for now. And if yeah, if it becomes too much with the downloads, we'll figure that out. But I like it. Yep. Speaking of those sports things, homie. Well, speaking of those sports things, let's 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 promote something for Sunday night's main event and Jason Agnew, and that is his awesome uh, get. Today, he was able to interview none other than wrestling and MMA star CM Punk. Movie star, comic book writer, big time star, crossover, uh, crossover appeal. This, this uh, CM Punk, this Phil Brooks, we might be onto something here. Yep, yep. This kid's got moxie. <laughs> no, but obviously, it's an exciting time. It seems as though CM Punk might, perhaps, possibly, if you read the tea leaves, be coming back to wrestling, Boris. And obviously, and arguably, that's an exciting thing. It's an exciting time for wrestling fans. CM Punk, one of the greats. An, an incredible promo, incredible mind for wrestling. I think he's going to be just fine in AEW. I can't wait to see what he does, uh, if that's where he's going, of course. And, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very exciting, man. It was, like you said, great get by Agnew. Dang, that was a surprise in the old uh, social media feed to see that just come up on my Twitter. I was like, whoa. Yep, yep, so that that's awesome. Um, for those of you who want to listen to it, just go to snmeradio.com you'll be able to listen to the full interview please listen to it it's a really good uh it's a really it's short to the point and there's so much yeah. hit, like there's so much between the line talk i loved it yeah exactly you gotta read between the lines a little bit but of course cm punk's a very, very clever guy and yeah man it's a nice and easy listen 12 minutes not bad at all yep all right, so let's talk about sports. And the one story that I want to talk about, just because, you know, in my opinion, the PR on this will be very interesting, and that's MLB, Bartool Sports. They may or may not be in talks to broadcast games. Yeah, yeah. 
So what are your personal feelings about barstool sports without just immediately like getting us in trouble? Like, I, I mean, like, so you know what I mean? Thing. Like, what do you for me, I call barstool sports, bro, stool sports. Like, you know, it, it for me, it, it's, it's, it's just, I don't know. It's not the best place to have stuff i think that it's a bunch of bros doing stuff um you know yes. whether it be good or bad like there are some stuff on barstool that i do like um there's some stuff that barstool that i just cannot stand but that's media now right this is the culture we live in it's all about shock value for some um you know cancel culture for some and then it's like those anti-cancel culture people who want to go the other extreme right so you know it, it's you know but at the end of the day like i'm, I'm not sure because like you know when you think of the MLB, you're you're thinking that they're talking to the ESPNs of the world, the Foxes of the world, even the YouTubes and Facebooks of the world. So clearly, you know, right now MLB is in a in a um, state of mind where they want to get their product out there on the national level. To a younger audience, to a different audience, too, and I respect the attempt. But like you said, man, Barstool is kind of like like bro. That's being nice in a lot of ways. Like, to me, it's like Barstool is like the sports version of like a uh, Maddox or like uh, Tucker. What is it? Tucker Max was the, uh, the those old style of like bro humor in like the yeah. early to mid 2000s, which were really popular. Uh, that's kind of where Bar Barstool like lives in my mind. Right. So I don't know. Now, but here's I think it's like, MLB's pop punching down with this one pretty severely, it feels like. And I think the reaction is such online. Not that, like, obviously, like, there's, like, outrage mobs and you can't always take it too seriously. But I do think in this case, man, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, there are some pretty big skeletons in that uh, bar stool closet. Yeah. Here's the thing, though, and, and, and we need to remember this, Matt. And it's kind of funny that I'm going to say this. We're not spring chickens anymore, right? Like, no, we're not. We're not in our early 20s, late teens. Like, so th there's certain stuff that we've grown out of in terms of our comedy and comedic uh, likings and whatnot. Um, and one thing that MLB is severely, where they are severely hurting is the 18 to 49 demo. So I feel like their talks with Barstool um, are really trying to gear up and, and improve their 18 to 49 demo. I think that's what they're essentially trying to do. They're trying to get the young people back into baseball. Guaranteed, 100% agree. But I think it's a misguided attempt, personally. I think it's going to be like more harm than good if they actually go through with it. And I think the reaction kind of proves that. It's not It's it's not just like your regular, like, we're like outrage for no reason. It's not outrage for the sake of outrage. I think this one kind of makes sense. I think there are some like bad things in Barstool's history and like, Yes, people and organizations can change and evolve, but like at the same time, I don't know that they have. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, and what's weird is that like yeah. there are other good examples of of of, of um, trying to capture younger audience, and I know this isn't the same audience, but do you remember back in January when the NFL simulcasted uh, their their playoff games on Nickelodeon? Yeah, exactly. And that's like, obviously, like you said, it's not really close to the same thing in terms of demographic, but that's like an outside the box idea. That's kind of like relatively harmless and, and good. And like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know. I can see them going with the barstool thing. I can see them actually trying it for a year or two. But ultimately, I do think it's a bad idea and it's a mistake and it won't be a relationship that lasts very long if they do pull the trigger.
Yeah, we'll see what happens. Like, I honestly think that there are more creative ways to get the 18 to 49 demo. Hey, how about hiring some younger color commentators? How about hiring some, um, you know, some some new analysts and whatnot? Some people that, that the young people can relate to. You know, there are ways to do this with your current contracts. I just feel like kind of batting and punching down to a organization like Barstool can actually hurt them in the long run just because of the baggage that comes with Barstool. Um, and as you mentioned, the skeletons in the closet. Yeah, exactly. And that's not to say like, if you listen to Barstool, you're an idiot and like, there's no merit to anything they've ever done. Like you said, but I just don't know if they're the type of thing that a major league sport should get into bed with at that level. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't know. Personally, I don't know if I do that. Yep. So speaking of getting into bed, uh, Lionel Messi has apparently agreed to a deal with PSG Paris Saint-Germain with a free transfer. Um, so he will be going, Lionel Messi will be taking his game to Paris I'm glad that's where you went with the getting into bed comment, Boris. Uh, but yeah, man, so this is uh, interesting, uh, of course. Um, this is pretty much all you. You are far more of a football man than I. Uh, so please tell us, like, the ramifications. How much uh, of a factor is Messi going to be? Is he still at the top of his game? Is PSG just going to absolutely romp for the next couple of years? What are we so, looking at here? Right, so here's the thing. PSG, uh, you know, they made, they've, they've been putting a lot of um money into their team a few years ago they were able to snag neymar jr famous brazilian star um you know they've also recently added mbappe uh now with messi that's going to be a very scary team but here's the thing about this you know if you take a look at psg they're in the french league and yes they play in the champions league they don't do well in the Champions League. And the reason, in my opinion, and this is all my opinion, you can crap on me if you want, um, is because they're only in the French League. The competition in the French League isn't the highest. Yeah, they don't always win the championship. But in the Champions League, you know, when they're facing the hottest teams, the best teams, the best of the best in Europe, they still can't win because the competition level isn't there on a regular basis. And now when you take a look at Neymar Jr. over the past few international tournaments, Neymar Jr. has not played that well for Brazil. So I see Lionel Messi actually from an international level, his quality starting to go down. So I am happy that he was able to win his first international cup this past summer um, because I honestly think that he won't, be as good because the daily competition he sees won't be as good so in the grand scheme of things i think this is going to hurt his career a little bit more than we think interesting that's very interesting plus he is getting older right but yeah it is worth noting that like as a super casual soccer fan who only knows like fifa and the few highlights you see on the internet and stuff those three players that you named messi neymar and mbappe are right now probably three of the four most famous soccer yep. players in the world 100%. other than uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Yep, so 100%. that's huge. So the talent level is such that should they, I, I understand what you're saying about competition and being battle tested, Boris, of course, but should they not just on talent alone by adding Messi to those two guys, should they not 
compete with anyone, anywhere, anytime? You would think so. I, and, I, I, and I believe that this might be the, the missing piece of the puzzle for the Champions League and, and PSG. Um, but I don't know. I just, I just honestly feel like if you're going to be facing these European teams every fortnight um, uh, from September to December and then once a month after that until May, you know, you're just not going to get the daily affirmations that you need in order to compete at that level constantly. Whereas a Manchester United... Manchester City, they're facing Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, Arsenal, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, 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 right. Totally feel you on that point. Makes a lot of sense. I just, I'm wondering again, this is a super casual fan perspective. It's the FIFA playing perspective. Like you, you add 99, 99, 99 overall, and then you just do skill moves and you win game seven, nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that could be the outcome here, perhaps. That's yep. what the casual fan myself is thinking. Yeah, I agree. And, and you know, I, like I said, this is my hot take. I told you I had a hot, very hot take about this. But I look at Neymar Jr. I look at, and I'm not saying that he's not as good internationally. It's just how many cups have Brazil won? In the past little while yeah they made the finals and they lost against Messi and Argentina of the Copa America but they didn't win right so now you have two players from PSG um, at that level so you know I, I could be completely wrong I could be having this hot take for the sake of having a hot take but that's you know just my opinion well, man, hey, you know, you know the uh, the the football sport more than I, and uh, it's definitely very interesting. We'll keep an eye on it. it, it it's going to be uh, crazy to see. You know what I feel for? I I feel really bad for TSN because they just bought uh, La Liga, right? Yes. Where Messi used to play. Yep. And they're airing these games for the first time, and now there's no Messi on Barcelona. Yep. And no Ronaldo. Well, he might come back to the La Liga. Uh, chances are that he is going to be leaving Juventus. So who knows when the next time we get a Messi versus Ronaldo clash. Interesting stuff. Yep. All right. All right. Let's so move to... Next, do you want to hit on the... Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, buddy, let's, let's wrap up our Olympics talk. Shout out again to DeGrasse. He's been the star for the Canadian males... And, of course, Penny Oleksiak absolutely crushed it for Canada, the most decorated Olympian in the history of Canada. Shout out. Yep. Amazing work. Making us proud. Yep. Seven medals medals uh, total for Penny. Um, six for Andre de Grasse. And you know what's, what stat I love about Andre's um, six medals? He has six medals in six events. That's awesome. I didn't realize that. That's really, really crazy. So, like, the 100, the 200, the relay. I wonder what else is on that list. Probably the previous 100, 200 relay. Oh, oh I understand. Okay, yeah, word, 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 word. Yeah, six Any, Anyway, man, yeah, Canada has been, uh, yeah, Canada has been showing up, especially the women. Just absolutely just uh, incredible performances. And in the, the soccer team again. Yep. Wow. Yep, female. The Canadian women's national team won gold against uh, against a very good Swedish team. That was a very hard-fought game. Um, you know, a stat that to me is interesting, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's an interesting stat, is the fact that Canada won a gold medal without scoring um, in a non-penalty shot throughout the entire elimination round. That is 
insane. I didn't realize that. That makes a lot. Of, yeah, if you look back, obviously that is correct. Yeah, and that was one of the craziest shootouts I've ever seen in any sport, man. That was some crazy stuff. Canada weathered the storm in extra time. Definitely felt like Sweden could have popped one in, especially late. They had a really, really good chance right at the end of the game. And uh, yeah, Canada just won arguably the craziest shootout I've ever seen in my entire life. Just, yep. just, a, just a wild one. Yeah, the amount of times that like the both goalkeepers knew exactly where the ball was going to go was just uh, just just unreal. But taking a look at Canada, seven golds, six silver, eleven bronze, twenty-four total. The majority of these medals coming from the women, pro from the female program, dude. So interesting, so interesting. Um, you know those 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 bros who love talking against the women sports. You know interesting stuff right now that we need to kind of digest and think about right in terms of funding yeah no absolutely man it's crazy i make videos for operation sports uh and anytime i say like something about the wnba in in a 2k video i get like two or three comments like oh why would you say it? who cares about the wnba like laughing emoji laughing emoji like you know what i mean it's just like wow grow up man come how small are you Yep. Anyway, exactly. that's neither here nor there, Boris. Yeah, women showing up and showing out, making this nation proud. Penny Oleksiak killing it. The soccer team killing it. That's just like off the top of our heads. Many, many more. And yeah, man, it's uh, definitely is a good time for women's athletics. There's a, hopefully a women's hockey league coming, a women's national hockey league coming. That's been disputed for years and years and years. But it finally seems like they're chipping away at the ice on that. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. WNBA is no. exploding in popularity, like considering. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and you know what I, what I love? I love the social accounts like The Gist, um, who really go out of their way to promote female sports. You know, I, it, you can make so many arguments about funding and who gets the funding and the numbers and the ratings of stuff. But if no one knows certain things are on, no one's going to watch it. That's the point, man. Exactly. Like if they had equal opportunity with advertising and stuff, it would be a long, it would be a little bit different. Like at the end of the day, people want to watch success and they want to watch greatness. And if it can come from young athletes who have a chance to achieve more success and more greatness, that'll draw even more people in of younger age groups. And that's what the game is. And it doesn't matter how big you are, how small you are, what color you are, what gender you are or associate yourself as, all that matters is in sports, man, is performance and how exciting you are on the field or whatever. Yeah, speaking of excitement, speaking of Olympics, man, the American basketball team dodged a bullet. Uh, Kevin Durant Dodged led the U.S. men to the fourth consecutive Olympic basketball gold medal with an 87-82 to 82 win over France. Holy crap. I watched the, the game on uh, Friday evening, and it was so close. It was a lot closer than even the score says. Yeah, absolutely. And France is sick. And there's a, like, the world stage has gotten, like, the, the gap has closed, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of awesome teams out there. Yep. But yeah, Kevin Durant, man. Best basketball player alive. I don't care what anybody says. I'll go you even one further, Boris, than best basketball player alive. I'll go you one further. Most God-gifted basketball player ever born to ever live on this earth. I'm not saying that he's the best ever. You'd probably give it to Jordan, even LeBron. Both of those guys were 
were workaholics, and I'm not saying Kevin Durant is it, but I'm saying of all the players on earth, he was touched by God the most. He is built and created to be a basketball player. Kevin Durant is a marvel. So you can send all hate mail to BAM or media at <laughs> BAMSportsEntertainment.com. That's media at SpamSportsEntertainment.com. <laughs> most gifted player of all time. I'm a Kevin Durant fanboy. Yep, I love it. Um, but, you know, honestly, the U.S. dodged the bullet. But I'm almost at the point. It's kind of like Canada and hockey. I'm a fan for many reasons when Canada loses. You have to understand, I uh, huh. the only reason I give a crap about the World Juniors is because I want Canada to lose so badly. <laughs> I know a couple of your types around. <laughs> I have friends who uh, are the same. But, uh, yeah, man, I understand. But, like, but, hey, everyone okay, loves let me, let me get buddy. to my point. Let me get to my point. My point being, it just goes to show you that the competition is getting better against Canada, even with the U.S., right? Um, let's, let's extrapolate this and talk about basketball. The fact that the U.S. has already won four consecutive and they've actually, like, sweated a bit with this one, um, you know, and it, what a story it would have been if they had bookended the tournament with two losses against France, right? Um, but the fact that the U.S. is struggling on the international level just goes to show you that, the, as you said, the gap is closing between the U.S. and other teams. Now, let's remember when we were children, Matt, the dream team, you know, can you imagine can you imagine? I no. think the Dream Team would still win gold, but it, they wouldn't have such the easy ride that they did back then. No, they would still, yeah, they would still romp their way to gold. Yeah, there's like 10 Hall of Famers on that team. But yeah, uh, yeah man, the, the, like you said, like it wouldn't be, like romp is strong. They would win gold, but yeah, it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be, I don't know who Angola is, but Angola's in trouble. It wouldn't be that anymore, you know what I yep. mean? We know who these teams are now. Yep. Um, but so, yeah, so that, that was my point there. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just like, you know, we'll see at the end of the day uh, what happens at the international level. Um, here's a funny one. The IOC might be removing weightlifting from the next Olympics. Do you know why? Because it's just an excuse to do steroids and juice. Bingo. Yeah, <laughs> makes a lot of sense, actually, <laughs> man. I can completely see that. Yeah, the IOC has basically said... You know, no mas, we cannot control the doping. The doping is actually getting so good that it's getting past the testing. Uh, so, you know, so it kind of sucks, right? Like, the few are literally ruining the sport. Yeah, I don't know if it's the few or it's everyone who's been to the Olympics in the last 60 years. <laughs> I actually don't know, you know what I mean? But that's kind of how it seems. I can understand, though, yeah, the few have ruined it for the ones who actually do want to complete complete compete cleanly in that sport yep. yeah man it really sucks but it does make sense like honestly like every year since like the 60s there's been like noted cases of doping in weightlifting in the olympics yeah yep so we'll see what happens there um anything else you want to talk about before we move oh, yeah, to the yeah, wrestling quickly, portion we should talk about yeah yeah, just quickly, we should talk about Otani and the Jays and how amazing Shohei Otani looks when you see him play your team. You watch him play three games. But at the same time, Jays, baby, staying hot. Yep, the Jays are super hot. They had a hell of a uh, a home swing, a home stand, as they call them in the sports lingo. Um, the Jays are super hot right now. They're one game behind Boston. Um, I love watching the Boston media sweat and give shit to their team right now. 
Oh man, Boston will turn on a team and a player real fast, eh? Yep. But it's, uh, it's insane. Yeah. I, sometimes I wish Toronto was a little bit more like that. Um, outside of the Leafs, I feel like I was you just know, gonna say, wow. Outs- but, okay. Yeah, like outside of the Leafs, I feel like we're a little too harsh on the Leafs. That well, there you on go. On an man. individual That's level, maybe we the- maybe. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say we maybe coddle the Raptors. We love the Raptors. We hold them close to our hearts. I think maybe we coddle them a little bit in our fan base. Masai can do no wrong. We always trust the Raptors. We traded Demar. Ah, Brigham. Here's your here's your Uber to the airport. Bye, Demar. We love Kawhi now. You know what I mean. But yeah, the Leafs, bro. You're gonna say the Toronto media is nice. You uh, pay pay attention to five minutes of Leafs talk. Yeah. The Toronto media hates the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Despises them with all of their heart. Everyone who works for it. Yep. Um, but yeah, so the Jays going back to Jays TLK. Um, yeah, no. So the Jays are super hot right now. Um, they're making this run. They're making this run. But you know, the pitching still worries me big time. The the pitching, you just don't know what pitcher is going to show up, you know. And and the yeah. worst thing is I, and and by that is like you know uh, a Striplin might be amazing one day, horrible the next. Even Ryu, Ryu's been pretty good. Um, but then you know the the one thing I want to avoid is Dolis at all costs. Oh my God, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's the human heart attack, Rafael Dolis. He definitely is not. Not my cousin brought, uh, texted me this the other day. It makes a lot of sense. I would love to see what his clean inning percentage is. I bet it's not good at all. He gets yep. rocked almost every time you watch him. Yeah. Uh, so Bo Bichette, uh, you know, hopefully he comes back. I didn't notice whether he's on the starting lineup tonight, uh, tonight being Wednesday night, um, but he's uh, missed a couple games because of a day-to-day injury. Yeah, that's true. I was looking for the Jays, but they're, yeah, they're playing Anaheim, of course. Yeah. It's a late game. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's definitely like bright future ahead. And I think this could still be a playoff season. Uh, Barrios, we need him. And yeah, we need Ryu. It's like Ryu's a hit and miss guy, though, just by the nature of how he pitches. Like sometimes it's just not, you know what I mean? He's just, he's a guy who paints the corners and uses his stuff and his guile and his moxie. And sometimes it's just not going to work out. He's a number two or a number three. He's not yeah. an ace. Hopefully, you know, my- Barrios is that ace. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And and what I really enjoy about Barrios is that he seems, and we talked about this about a couple players last week when we were talking about the Raptors, and that's that he seems like he gener- like legitimately wants to play for Toronto. Big time, absolutely. And you love that. You need that in the city because a lot of people don't. God bless him. Kawhi, obviously, the prime example. He didn't, and he frigged off at the first chance he could have. So. Yeah. Exactly, unfortunately, but you know you also have to understand his his the nature on how he is, right? So speaking of people wanting to play legitimately play for Toronto, we brought up this man last week and saying that he probably won't want to be around. And boy, oh boy, did he cause a stir! And that is the yeah. guard Goran Dragic. Whoopsie! I actually, <laughs> I actually feel bad for Goran because yeah, it came like it was a like a lost in translation situation where he said something to a reporter in his native language, uh, and then the translation came out across way more harsh than he meant it to when he said he didn't want to play in Toronto. He had higher 
inspirations or higher expectations. I forget exactly what it was. It's, but, yeah, uh, yeah no, he wanted to play for a contender, basically. Like, let's let's take a look at his personal situation here. He's playing with the Heat. The Heat are getting hotter and hotter every season. And then he gets traded to the Raptors, who are in a rebuild, whether it be a soft yeah. or hard rebuild, right? That, that hurts you and the gonads a little bit. Oh, a million percent. And that's all he was saying. All he was saying was that he wanted to be on a title contender. He wanted to play for a title. Yep. But it came out that, unfortunately, how it came out was, I don't want to play in Toronto. I want a higher basketball experience kind yep. of thing. That's how it read to the reactionary fan. You know what I mean? So when you're scrolling through on Twitter and you say, Goran Dragic, Goran Dragic wants a higher basketball experience, you're like, ah! Fuck this guy, you know what I mean? But, but again, he's willing to come to Toronto. He's actually willing to play here. And I think we should give him a chance. Hopefully he plays well. And then you trade him at the deadline. But again, this is the Toronto media being the Toronto media. This is what they do. Yeah, well, I think this is more the Toronto fan than the Toronto media. Although I'm sure there are people out there who are blowing this up. You know, I'm sure there were. But I do think that once it kind of came, once Goron apologized and he was kind of like, no, I like, was lost in translation and I'm willing to play in Toronto and play hard. And it, it's a great city. I think that was enough, you know, for 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 the for the rational uh, person. I think that should be enough, you know. Yep. Quick question before we move to wrestling: Pascal Siakam, yes. will he be traded? I think so because I think there's a market. It's not that the Raptors don't want him. I think someone's going to pay a lot of of assets, and he's, they're going to get a good package. They're going to get an offer they can't refuse, Boris. I don't think they want to move him. But I do think they're going to get a nice package and they're going to do it ultimately, yeah. All right, as I promised, we are splitting up the episode. So that was the end of the sports chat. So I just want to thank you for listening as always. And I hope you enjoyed our sports channel. It was a little longer than usual. And the reason for that was because one of the shows, the wrestling shows that we wanted to review was actually not available because of technical difficulties on Tuesday night. So we extended our sports chatter. So we hope that you enjoyed it. Um, until next time, thank you and good night.